What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Respawning Podcast episode. Uh, Joe, what episode is it? I've missed like episode four. Episode seven. seven. Episode seven of the Respawning Podcast. I am Luke. I am your host once again, and this week I'm joined with uh, Joe Gribble. Hello, people. And the big brown prince that is Salman Malik. Hello, hello. hello. How are you guys? So, I guess. We'll, we'll we'll start as we kind of mean to go on, and we'll this it's the respawning podcast. Basically, is video games. It's a bit mental. We talk about video games. That's kind of all it really boils down to. There's no kind of real structure to it. We'll just kind of um, chat some shit about games, pick up on what we've been playing, have some discussion about the god awful state of play that came out this week. Um, terrible. <laughs> we've got some other things that we we'd like to kind of go into with the division two and why people need to play it. Uh, Google's foray into gaming with a stadia, which I know Joe has, has a lot to say on. It's fucking uh, shit. <laughs> as well as the the PC not anniversary, as I was corrected earlier, uh, release of, of all the Halo games, and I've had my hands on Sekiro, so. Without further ado, I guess we'll go launch into sort of what everyone's been playing over the past couple of weeks. I guess not even the past couple of weeks since I was last on, really. So past month. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a while since you've been on here. So you've got a lot in your backlog. <laughs> oh, mate, I've I'll, I'll kick off, but I I have not been playing much. I've been playing oh. Dragon Quest Eleven because out of nowhere, one day I woke up and just decided um, that I fancy platinuming in the game. Uh, which, as anyone who's ever played any kind of JRPG or any, especially any kind of Dragon Quest game, knows the undertaking that I accidentally pushed myself forward with. Jeez, I don't understand why you've gone towards that. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't really know why I decided to do it. Um, I'm 104 hours in now. Jesus, and I'm like, I've got like three trophies left, and there's been <clears throat> a few bits on this last trophy where I've gone, you know what, it's not worth it. But I've decided to do it anyway because I've put over 100 hours in. I might as well commit to what I was doing at this point. True, true. Um, but with myself and Persona 5, I mean, I poured, what, 160 hours into that and missed two trophies. And I never want to touch the game again, honestly. So I guess different strokes are different folks. <laughs> it was it was useful, but I took a six-month break from it. Because <clears throat> I obviously sessioned it when it first came out. Oh, yes. Um got to the end game and then i've sort of come back to it now mm. which is quite nice um but other than that i've been playing uh sekiro between spats of dragon quest which to be fair dragon quest has more fallen to be my fuck sekiro game that oh, i've got kind fair. of running in the background as well mm, fair really? enough. you always need that kind of game when you're playing something from FromSoft. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of turned into that game now where, because Sekiro, I'll go into it a bit more, but it's the hardest one I've played. And that's mostly due to the fact that I have to keep, I've basically had to unlearn everything I ever learned about Dark Souls. Uh, But I will talk about that in a second. Joe, what have you been playing over the past few weeks? Well, I've been uh, knees deep into, ironically, your favourite JRPG franchise of all time, Trails of Cold Steel. Part of the oh, man, how uh, good is Trails of Cold Steel? Uh, it is 
I, I can see why you love it. It is honestly, I mean, I've I've got a, I've got a piece going up today talking about why you should care about Trails of Cold Steel as you know, just a, just as a JRPG fan, and it's 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 really weird because like I was going in expecting, yeah, it's going to be a very middling story. It's going to fall to a lot of the same old anime JRPG tropes. You know, there's going to be some fan service and all that sort of shit. You know, big bad in the end probably some sort of cosmic entity, ah, uh, fight God or something. You know, I've not experienced any of that yet, you know, and it's been very mature for sort of what it's telling. Um, you know, for those who are sort of uninitiated, it's it's very much a story of war and politics and learning about these nations and sort of getting to grips with its people and their sort of struggles um, with day-to-day lives and the corruption involving things like the government yeah. and the military. And, you know, it's it's all backed up by a fantastic combat system and it's, it's really grabbed me right properly by the balls. I mean, I think I'm on chapter three at the moment. Um, just got into the North Highlands, and I'm loving every minute of it. So, yeah, going to be playing that for probably the next few days until I beat it. And, uh, yeah, then I'll be providing my official review. So keep your eyes out for that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've, neg- I guess, neglected to let you know about with the Legend of Heroes kind of series is it's about as big as the Final Fantasy series is in terms of games now. Jesus. Um, so Yikes. the Legend of Heroes is like the main line, and mm. then like Trails of Cold Steel is one of the subtitle many different subtitles that um mm. like sits within the franchise. So what you've got after that, which I think you will love, it's a really old game at this point. I mean it was PSP in 2006 it came out. But mm. you've got Le- the Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. Mm. Now there's no kind of school element to it. There's none of this. It's kind of it's it's a very much a throwback to the yesteryears of of JRPGs. So it's sort of like a 16-bit kind of top-down JRPG style, like reminiscent of, sort of SNES era stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but they're all on Steam and they're all on GOG, so you can kind oh. of like get three games, and they're about 60, 70 hours a piece as well. So that's there's brilliant. A lot of Legend of Heroes <laughs> for you to kind of. Um, Sticky willy into, as it were. Hey. <laughs> what would you? What would be? What would you recommend to be like a starting point for most people for that series? I, for for myself, going into Trails of Cold Steel, I, I mean, obviously, I haven't had the same sort of exposure with the rest of the franchise, but I mean, I've been perfectly competent, understanding most of the finer aspects of the story and the world, and a lot of the uh, sort of inner minglings, so to speak. Um, so you know, yeah. as, going going head head first. I mean. You know, it does have a lot of school aspects and, um, you know, you get taught a lot of these things through lessons that you have to sort of pay attention to. But I think Trails of Cold Steel is a perfectly fine jumping on point, honestly, at least from my perspective, it's, until I explore okay. the franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the way the franchise kind of sits. It's kind of like if you take, again, I'll, I'll hark back to, actually, I'll hark back to the Shin Megami Tensei series. So... All the personas kind of you'd recommend going realistically Persona 3, Persona 4, Persona 5 at this stage because they introduce like new mechanics and story sort of elements as they go on. Mm. It's kind of a similar sort of thing. So each of the subtitles, basically, if you want to kind of go into more 3D JRPG stuff, then pick up Trails of Cold Steel um, and then you'll have two games on there which are just released for PS4 now. Um I think today was the release date for the PS4, wasn't it? It is, um, yes. Indeed. Oh, yes. The, um, the Umbongo was up. But if you fancy some more, like, aesthetically, it looks it's reminiscent of, like, Final Fantasy IX, sort of. But 
a bit more old school, then go for trial, um, Trails in the Sky. So it kind of you can start on either one as long as you start on number one of the three. Um, but it depends on your preference of like how a game might look and what kind of um, atmosphere you'd want. So Joe mentioned before, like there's not really this sort of overarching godlike character. Um, it's quite grounded in terms of the way it is. Um, and you're in, is it Cold Steel? You're in the Erebonian Empire, aren't you? That's correct, so yes. That's what they, so Cold Steel is essentially what they call the Erebonian Arc. So that's got a story arc where the Erebonians are sort of um, invading the Libel Kingdom. And then Trails in the Sky is set 10 years after the Libel Kingdom has been invaded by the Erebonian Empire. And you're playing as people, like an 11 year old girl, essentially, and some 16 year old guy um, who are trying to kind of rebel and fight back. So it's kind of similar sort of atmosphere um, and being quite grounded in what it's doing. But it's got it's got a lot more of the cliched JRPG tropes that you'd expect from a game like that. Hmm. Basically, um, I guess I guess the short answer to your uh, to your question there, Simon, is whichever one you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's not really a, a a yes or no answer. Just play whatever one you want, really. Um, okay, fair enough. Rather than <laughs> but are you, there fun spin-offs like the Final Fantasy yeah. game? They're all kind of spin-offs. Um, so the the original is just the Legend of Heroes. Um, that's mm-hmm. its own thing and it does its own thing um, and that in itself first started as a spin-off to the Dragon Slayer series um, which started in like 1981 so this series has been going around for a, oh, no, 1984 I think um, and yeah they're kind of like they were, they were heralded in as the original action JRPG sort of cack um, mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, there are two really good spin-offs, but there are like a load of other ones which unfortunately haven't been released our side yet. Um, but hopefully, will be soon. Um, one of the th- cool things as well that I love that you're into it now, Joe, is in Japan they've already got um, Cold Steel Four. Jesus. <laughs> so I've only I've got played two more. And I'm waiting for free. Oh my lord! <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I just really—if it wasn't like—if I could speak Japanese, I would already own three and four. Um, mm. One thing I will say is because those are out there, there are obviously people that have because Cold Steel Four is called um, Trails of Cold Steel: The End of the Saga. Oh yeah. Um, which means that there are people out there that have seen the saga to the end. Mm. So be careful with like the Google our eyes in oh, yes. of, um, <laughs> of the series, just in case. Mm. Now we've kind of, I guess, discussed what Joe's been playing. I guess Sal's still been playing Devil May Cry. Yeah, I'm still playing Devil May Cry and Tetris 99. And that's about it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, if, we want to go a little bit more detail into Love Me Cry, uh, which I always want to. Um, I am on Dante Must Die right now. Uh, it's going great. I'm very bad at it. I thought I was very good at Devil May Cry, but it turns out I'm very bad when it gets to Dante Must Die. And um, 
yeah, uh, fuck V. Uh, I really liked him in the beginning, but now I can't stand him at times. Um, I just like I've seen people do really well with him, and like I'm sure he's really, really viable and great. But I just, uh, I just can't yeah. like play him. Like I'm just so bad with him. But other than that, like you know, Dante's still complex. Nero's still amazing. I love doing Nero's weird shit when it comes to like just. Just his busters, man. They're my favorite thing ever, like his breakers. So, on the last, just speaking about Devil May Cry a bit, I guess, on the last podcast, I met, I noticed Joe mentioned when it comes to like re- the review of the game that I was completely wrong um, because I didn't like Devil May Cry 5. I'd like it noted that I've done a complete 180 on that now and I'm loving it. Like, absolutely adoring Devil May Cry 5 now. I'm oh, about- yeah, it's amazing. I'm about three quarters of the way through on Son of Sparta, which I'm enjoying quite a lot. Um, but obviously Sekiro came out, so that took up my priority list. Obviously. Really. Yeah, I'm too broke um, to afford it right now, otherwise I'd be playing it as well. Ah, oh, so I oh know I won't talk about it just yet. Keep them the quiet <laughs> on. But um, there's just some stuff I want to bring up with Sekiro. <laughs> Already, I, I want to just I want to talk about it constantly. Um, but I'm going to wait because I've, I've segmented a bit where I can talk about it for five whole minutes. I just kind of go over it. Um, we've sort of, I guess that sums up sort of what we've been playing really. Um, I wanted to do a bit of a news cap over the past two weeks and a kind of a discussion on this, on Sony's state of play. Mm. Um, but that, I guess is the news of the past few weeks really is saved up saved up all of their news and then just went oh yeah we've done a state of play and it's um pants (laughs) well we've also had some news around the epic store as well um snapping up more exclusives now uh the biggest of which is um obviously obsidian entertainment's the outer worlds is now being confirmed to be an epic store exclusive on pc for the next year uh, which I know has rustled oh, a cool. lot of feathers um, throughout the PC community. A lot of people just aren't that willing to accept the Epic Store, uh, whether that's due to a lack of features or due to, I don't know, um, worries about Tencent. Um, you know, yeah. there's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of hubbub around that sort of area. And I mean, if, if I have to give my personal opinion, um, you know, as, as a sort of pseudo PC gamer, I really don't care, honestly. I think as long as Epic are. So progressing the industry, pushing competition, and sort of putting steam to the uh, to the metal a little bit, and sort of tr- driving both of these companies to improve their services. I can't see where it's going wrong, honestly. I think it's perfectly fine. So, at least that's my perspective, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, obviously, the first kind of Epic Store exclusive that rustled all the feathers really was um, was Metro Exodus, really, wasn't it? That kind yeah, of came definitely. out. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh, I'm not going to buy Metro Exodus. It's an, it's an epic store exclusive. I'm not going near it." And then Focus Home Interactive and Deep Silver basically turned around and went, "Yeah, you all said you weren't going to buy it, but our sales are 300 percent up from the last Metro game." So yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. That's, that's it's just, it's a bit of a null comparison, though, in my opinion, because I mean, obviously, you're looking at Last Light in comparison to Exodus, but if you compare the amount of marketing and the massive push that both of those firms have really done in preparation for Exodus, it's it's miles ahead of whatever they did for um, the previous Metro titles. So there's a lot more exposure for it to, to sort of sell more, so to speak. Um, and then as well, um, 
you know, there's, I mean, when I reviewed Metro Exodus, I obviously did it through the Epic Store, and this is my first game, um, other than obviously Fortnite, that I had got through the Epic Store. Um, I did find a couple of things oh, like yeah. the the inability to take screenshots and the uh, the inability to have cloud saves and stuff did impact that a little bit. Um, but I think yeah. it's you know they've got a, they've got a roadmap lined out, and I think the main thing that is controversial regarding Metro Exodus becoming an Epic Store exclusive was just how quick it was before release. I think it was like three weeks before it launched they announced suddenly they're just scrapping the Steam version for a year. That's in the back burner. Yes, your pre-orders are being honoured. But expect them in a year from now. So I, I see a lot of patient gamers saying, "Thanks for delaying the game a year. I'll pick up when the bug fixes come around." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's it's a it's, it's a, a double-edged sword, really. Yeah, true. But um, yeah, in terms of the rest of the news around the industry, it has very much just been dominated by Stadia, Epic Games, and um, PlayStation State of Play, which is an interesting topic. I don't know how you guys feel about that. <laughs> Yeah, so I've purposefully segmented an entire sort of 10-minute discussion around Stadia mm. um, rather than try and push it into this because I think it warrants me and you having an argument on the podcast about oh, it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and, <laughs> and Salman just going like, please, I am poor brown boy. This will never work in my country. <laughs> no, you'll, um, you'll never, ever have it in that connection that you need. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so I've done a whole bit of that, but did you? I what? I, I actually tuned in. I run. I rushed home from the cinema last night, and I tuned in to State of Play. I got mm. some some snacks. I expected to be in for a half hour, forty five minute kind of like game thing where it blew my mind on the scale of E three because they were like, "Oh, this is instead of E 3 and they just basically went, "Oh, look at all this VR games and this one indie game." Some Mortal yeah. Kombat character, but look how great Days Gone is. Yeah, it was yeah. very. Remember when, I, remember when I said it was gonna be underwhelming, and then Luke was like, "Have some faith, you dumb, cynical brown yeah. bitch." Hmm. Yeah, literally, I was like, "Have some faith. It will be great. You'll love it." And uh, I mean, at least I know Kung Lao's in Mortal Kombat Eleven now. True. True. I think the best way it could be described as well, at least from my experience, I didn't tune into it live. I watched it a little bit after, I think about half an hour after it was posted. Um, it very much seemed like they tried to do the whole Nintendo Direct um, style, like you know, showcasing yeah. one thing after another thing after another thing, but they took that way too literally and didn't have any of the charm of personality. It was very much, this game is this. It's releasing now. Now on to the next one. Repeat that five times and you've got yourself state of play. So I guess, but like <laughs> the, the other thing you should note is that like even if it was like as clinical as it was, if they had some bangers, then you know mm. it would have been worth something regardless. And all we got was Five Nights at Freddy's and Days Gone. Like, yeah, ugh. yeah. Oh, I forgot about the Five Nights at Freddy thing. Oh, I was, yeah. all, all, all they had to do was go, oh, here's thirty seconds of some of the Last of Us Two gameplay, and everyone would have lost their shit. And yeah. going, oh my god, remember yeah. how amazing PlayStation is? They're so good. But instead, we're like, oh, that, that Genie game looks all right, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people lost their shit as well initially when they saw Iron Man appear on it as well, because it's like, well, we're hotly anticipating oh, yeah, the next entry in the, Mar- the, um, yeah, the, next entry in the Marvel Square game Alex. universe. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, project. oh, it's a, it's a shitty VR. Flight. Iron Man VR. <laughs> 
<laughs> just wave your hands That's... around it's fine <laughs> nobody cares playstation about your stupid vr see like, I, 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 I i like psvr but i think they're presenting things in the entirely wrong ways there i mean you know, we need a lot more experiences like Astrobot, like Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Um, you know, like Super Hot VR. And to be honest, there, there are loads of good games. I've been but trying to just... convince Javier to sell his VR and just buy a Switch. Yeah, I think I think if it was a toss up between the two, getting a Switch or getting the PSVR, I would definitely go for a Switch. You know, I'm I'm, I'm fortunate oh, yeah, enough to sure. have gotten the the VR for for Christmas. I definitely appreciate. it. I still use it. You know, very frequently. It's it's yeah. great fun to use. But if you're going solely to get that and expect you know HTC Vive levels of of gameplay and a massive wide catalog, nah, you're not going to get it. There's very has a very a very good selection of good titles, but they're limited, you know. And I think well, the state of play was was aiming to expand that, and it did it in the completely wrong way, honestly. So yeah, I think yeah. the I think the best games that are on the VR are still Resident Evil Two. Not even what am I saying? Resident Evil Seven. And uh, super hot VR. Those are the only two I can think. Yeah, um, you've got like Job Sim and there's um, Beat Saber as well, isn't there? Beat Saber, yeah, Beat Saber's good. Oh, yeah. uh, you've got Skyrim VR, although I have a bit of motion sickness with that, so it's a bit. Um, you know, you've you've got other games as well. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a decent amount there. Just it's it's limited. So, I mean, Skyrim VR sounds like a headache, and it sounds like it's going to make me feel sick, but. Yeah, pretty much. I've learned not to go on record and say RPGs on certain things are a bad idea because I am a hundred percent on record saying that RPGs will not take off on the Switch and it's not going to work. Um, and there you and are now, playing Final Fantasy Nine on your plane trip to America, <laughs> literally. And I remember going, "Oh yeah, Dark Souls is never going to work on the Switch." And now I pretty exclusively play Dark Souls on my Switch. Like, I'll have to pick it up. I've oh, got... how the turntables. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, I love my Switch. And so I wrote, I had to, I was forced by my own admission to write an article basically going back on everything I've ever said bad about the Switch. <laughs> yep. And being like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I love the Switch. No, um, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's just, it's crazy, isn't it? Like the way you could turn around on something that you, um, you said was a bad idea before you ever even gave it a chance. <laughs> Speaking mm. of, Google <laughs> have got the Stadia coming out soon. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I God. tried so hard to segue into that and then i looked at my run sheet and realized i'd skipped over completely the other two things i wanted to talk about <laughs> but the segue was there i had to go with the segue and i had to basically come around and be like you know what it's time to talk about this come on. come on ding ding so this is just gonna be okay let me just let me just say what i have to say right now i think it's a cool concept i don't think it'll work i think physical shit is very important and yeah. Just the whole, st- just the whole streaming aspect of it. I don't even think PS Now or whatever the fuck it's called is a good platform for anything, because I live in a country that's a fucking hole in the ground, and I will just not have good internet ever. The end. 
Go argue, you fucking <laughs> assholes. Right. That's who true. wants to go first? Who wants to who wants to square up first? Are you taking the first step or am I? <laughs> so I'll take I'll take the first step and I'll come out. I've got I've got the gloves on. <laughs> yep, I'll come completely out of left field and I will say I don't think it's gonna work. Really? You've changed I, your opinion. I've changed my tune. I don't oh. I, I was kind of caught up in how good Google are. <laughs> forgetting that I'm a digital marketer and Google pretty much pay my salary. Um, <laughs> so I was like, nah, 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 Google are great. They can do it. But after, after I sent you that article where IGN were like, oh, there was no input lag on Assassin's Creed. And then I read it and I was like, actually, there's no input lag when he was just walking around a little bit. As soon as they got into action or ship combat, he was like, there was almost a one second lag on the input. Ouch. And I was I was looking at it and going, one second's too long. Yeah, like definitely. A kind of lag like that. See, my problem was that I, I meticulously watched the Stadia announcement. I, I looked at all of the footage recorded from that press conference, and I looked squarely at them demoing the games with the over-the-shoulder ca- uh, over camera. It was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and you could see, you could see, the fucking thing was pre-recorded. There was no way, because his inputs and how he handled the controller, and when he put the controller down, it just it kept moving, and it just did not look right. It was so pre-recorded, it's so obvious. And honestly, I think that, I mean, I, I, I'm a complete naysayer about the Google Stadia, because honestly, if, I mean, obviously, Google are a massive corporation. They're a multi-billion, maybe even multi-trillion corporation with global presence. But I don't think even they could pull off something of this scale to the accuracy that is needed. You know, input lag is a killer for anything. I mean, you see stories of people on like, you know, Reddit slash PC Master Race and PC gaming of people just like, you know, getting rid of monitors because it has a bit of input lag when they're playing Osu or something. You know, so it's I think it's not gonna be good enough, honestly. And you know, I've I mean, I've got thankfully quite good broadband. And, you know, even I couldn't get optimal results out of things like PS now. So God knows how they're going to do it. The data connection. So yeah, I think looking into it as well, obviously Google are a massive, as you say, kind of like giant when it comes to the digital world, but that did you want digital monsters? Did you want our champion? Um, (laughs) Tech. It's a bit of a foray into something new, isn't it? They're not, They've not got. They've got this proven track record of a, a billions of softwares that work really well that we can live without. Like Google, mm. just Google in itself, for example, is a software <laughs> that has become a verb. It's so used by us. But when was the last time people really liked any of their tech? I mean, mm. the mobiles are all right. Yeah, debatable. Um, what is it? The pixels, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're they're fine. Um, I'd rather have a HTC or a Samsung. Mm. Um, so no, my big thing on on the Stadia that I've kind of kept here and I've I've bottled up and avoided the con- like the conversation is that <laughs> I'm I'm on your side now. I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, and I think the biggest um, factor to play into this as well, is especially because they're targeting this sort of go anywhere, play anything, anytime sort of um, connectivity, is that, well, the yeah. UK doesn't have 100% 
data coverage on the geographic um, side of things. I know that you know various different mobile networks like EE, Vodafone, etc. They are working towards that, but that's still you know probably going to be in the next three, four, maybe even five years. And for Stadia yeah. to be releasing this year, I mean, God, what sort of data consumption is it going to have on your mobile if you're going to be using Stadia? If you're streaming a game at, say, 1080p 60fps, and it is quote-unquote lagless, then God, I feel sorry for your bill, because you're going to be using up gigabytes upon data, gigabytes of data. The data on the back of that is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. like... So I would assume, based off of that sort of um, metric, so let's say 1080p 60fps lagless, um, which my mic currently is not, well, hey, um, <laughs> I would say that you probably blast through at least 100 gig in easily an hour, I would say, if you're out on data. It's just, I don't think we're quite ready it's, for it. It's not, it's not going to work for the mobile thing. And no. I don't think they can step on Nintendo's dick because Nintendo have nailed the play anything anywhere mm -hmm. perfectly now. And anyone who wants yeah. to play anything while they're outside has already got a switch anywhere. They don't, they're not yeah. going to buy Google's 7 million pound controller. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I was when I first picked up Splatoon two, actually, um, it was just before I went down on a um, on a train journey to my hometown. Um, and basically, what I did was I connected up my my Switch via data, so I used my mobile as a hotspot, connected my Switch, and was able to play multiplayer Splatoon perfectly fine throughout the majority of the journey. Obviously, you know, you run into tunnels and dead yeah. spots and that sort of thing. But I was, you know, able to play quite comfortably just with a Switch and just my phone and existing data plan. So. I don't think there's really a need for you know this sort of cloud-based. I mean, yeah, obviously there's a need here and there for for people that may not have access or may not be able to afford that sort of thing. But you know, you've got to question yourselves: what is the Stadia subscription going to cost? Because they've got to make their money somehow, and they're not going to do it for cheap. So yeah, no, I totally agree. It's not. It's just not going to. It's not feasible. No, it's um, not feasible. I mean, as I said to you sort of in the, in our original argument about the whole situation, I do feel that they will make the majority of their money on the advertising. Because as I said, like mm. I, the, their advertising on there is my bread and butter. Mm. Um, so I, I'm quite excited to see the advertising capabilities and kind of opportunities that will be presented. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, like when you look into kind of any kind of market research, the hardest market to penetrate is like gamers and people who are a bit more internet savvy um, mm. because it just, it just doesn't work because they're so much more tech savvy that they get ad blinded so quickly. I mean, we were talking about it earlier where I got an advert um, on a website and it was like, you have to buy this to read this article. And I was just like, like find element, hide element, let me read the mm -hmm. article. Like that's not, breaking the bank that's not kind of above any a random skill level you, anyone can do that it's easy mm. so there is that um i think that kind of wraps up on the stadia really there's not much yeah pretty much i mean i've got some additional concerns here and there about things like the security of the device um you know the the sort of stability much. of the services but i mean you know what if we face i mean obviously it's, it's google for, at the end of the day they're they're known for being quite secure but it's not outside the realm of possibility. We could see something like the big PSN outage 2.0, really, with Stadia. So, you know, I think if it was maybe 15 years from now, maybe. But as it stands right yeah. now, 
no, it's it's not going to be good. No, not at all. Um, Sekiro, right. I am loving it. Um, (laughs) Your time to rant. (laughs) It's just, it's Sekiro. I just can't get over how good it is. Um, I've I've likened it more to a spiritual successor of Tenchu than I have Dark Souls quite a few times um, in that you've got the grappling hook, so you're like grappling up to get behind enemies to stealth up behind them and kill them. Um, That's a massive part of the game. So it's it's really nice that you've kind of been pushed towards that stealth element of it. And it, it, a lot of people are getting really annoyed about it. And I think one of the things I wanted to pick up um, mostly in this, because I'll do a proper secular review where you get my full thoughts on it over at respawning.co.uk. Um, but ultimately, the fan base, the From Software fan base has become so split and toxic recently with the release that all of these Dark Souls groups that would happily talk about Bloodborne, Surge, Neo before are banning people for talking about Sekiro on the group. Man, that's wild. It's crazy. Like I, I mentioned Sekiro earlier and I sent you the, the message that I received from some random guy. Yeah. who was like, <laughs> oh, at your age, not your dick size, three. I was like, three what, mate? Um... But loads of people have like been messaging him as well, and it's been hilarious because the the good thing is <laughs> a lot of the people kind of ju- I basically posted a picture of the conversation, and a lot of people jumped onto my side for it as well. Um, so that was really like heartwarming to see mm. and push forward. Um, but oh man, I've, I've, I'll recommend it to everyone. Just pick up Sekiro. Definitely, um, definitely. I'll, I'll look at picking mm. it up. <laughs> Yeah, it's so much fun. Like, that's the thing is I think what a lot of people are getting really irritated about is the entire combat system this time around is built around parries. Like, mm. if you go... Which makes my people you, so die in, like, Oh, mate, you, you'll die in one or two hits from a normal enemy. Oh, yes. um, and they they also, if you can parry them and kill like hit them, it does, like, a cool ninja animation. Um, and you you can kill them in, like, one hit as well. Now, obviously, enemies like some of the ogres and things like that, they have unblockable attacks where you sort of got to hop over their axe as they swing it at your feet. Or like duck, maneuver to the left, maneuver to the right, that kind of stuff. So it does break that up a little bit. But ultimately, like the shitmuncher enemies, as I keep calling them, uh-huh. privately, never on here. Um, <laughs> but they're the kind of ones where you literally, if you can time it right, he goes into a, like a, a, an animation where he just like slips behind them with his sword and he like, slits their throat or he'll use like his ninja prosthetic arm and he'll just like flame throw them in the face uh-huh. and it's so good like it's just uh-huh. oh, it's, it's the best it, it's like they they looked at ne- uh, neo and went yeah all right hold my beer yeah and came out with fucking this yeah because um, it's such a cliche thing to say but that's the thing right one of the one of the main things about sekiro is that like the development team thought about samurais first right just like neo and um they yeah. thought you know what samurais are too grounded and they're too like you know basic they just have one thing to do right they have a sword sword with two hands and that's about it right um 
so the the whole idea of it just being you being this fucking awesome ninja dude and having this huge kit of just like items and shit that you can just mess around with just like any FromSoft game just like oh my god dude thinking about this game just makes me so excited and i'm just saving up all the money i can right now to buy it <laughs> so i've got to, i've got to ask the question how long until we get a berserk from soft game because that would be never oh oh we'd never get yeah, it never. but holy shit i want it <laughs> dark souls one two and one and three are basically the best you'll ever get yeah yeah pretty much yeah. i will i will vouch for that oh i've got some lag on salmon um oh. <laughs> However, that leads me quite nicely. Um, I was going to go over the Division 2, but I've just read through um, I've just read through a piece that Will Andrews has done over on respawning.co.uk that kind of sums up why people need to be playing it. So I'm not going to spoil that here and stop people going to the site because I want your traffic and Read our I need stuff. on my site, Yay. Um, which would be really good. And um, your money on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Help us do Even this better. more often with way better internet connections if you Wait. help us out on Patreon. Um, <laughs> instead of this weird laggy thing. Um, but Halo, Joe, why do you care about it? Oh, like, it's because... never really been that good. Oh, no, you're, wait, you're so wrong. Oh, you are so God, wrong. One second. Hang on. Salmon. Hold my beer. No, 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 dude. Like so, I played Halo so late, and even I know it's fucking awesome. What are you talking about, Luke? <laughs> Halo's See, a shit. I, I, ram- I rambled on about Halo so much during the last podcast. I'll do a TLDR version for you, Luke. Yeah, that'd it's, be good. It's not just an arena shooter. It is one of the best arena shooters on the market in terms of the whole franchise. And not only that, but you also have so much creativity that's fostered through the additional tools that you really get your money's worth in terms of the additional custom games and fun different um, types of modes that you can play. I mean, look at GTA Five, for instance. You know, you obviously have Ma- your hardcore role yeah. players and stuff, but you also have the people that go in for the dick around modes like we did um, previously, you know, like the different types of races, the different arenas. Um, you know, that one game we have a bunch of Ferraris trying to knock over guys on forklifts. Yep. Shit like that, basically, is, is Halo's bread Ooh. and butter, and that is what I live for. And to see a Halo community... Um, sort of thriving now on PC, being able to access these older games that have now been sort of um, sort of hanging on by a thread through the uh, Master Chief Collection on Xbox One and been very limited by their platform of choice. I mean, holy shit, this is just a dream come true, and I don't know what timeline we're in anymore because it's cursed one minute and it's blessed the next. Yeah, so. no, like even if you <laughs> even if you fucking hate Halo, like this is something that no one expected. It's something everyone wanted, but no one expected would actually happen. Yeah, exactly, and I think it's you know harkening back to um, harkening back to uh, you know FromSoft looking at Neo and go hold my beer. It's very much three four three looking at all these comments going Master Chief Collection is shit on Xbox. Bring it to PC. Oh, they'll never put it on Steam. They'll never do that. It will be a Windows exclusive if they ever bring it over here. Yeah, just you fucking peasants. watch. <laughs> you watch. Yeah, peasants. <laughs> so I would, I would, I mean, I, I don't care. Even if you aren't interested in getting it i'm sure over some time i will either convince you or i will buy it for you (laughs) (laughs) if my my laptop can run it i'm buying it like as soon as i can 
Oh yeah, day one, me and Clarice, my partner, we are buying two copies and we are sessioning the, the ever-loving fuck out of Reach's campaign. Oh my god. So, join the fun. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, to be fair. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm considering it, I'll put it that way. Thing is, I'm, I'm on a stance where I hate everything Bungie have been doing after being stung by Destiny. And I know True. it's free for free, and I know True. it's not really Bungie anymore, but... Put it this way. Good. Put it this way. Halo Reach marked the end of Bungie, in my opinion. It was the end of good Bungie and the start of bad Bungie. So Halo Reach, yeah. it's the first game that's coming out, and I'm not kidding when I say it is their swan song. It's the pure built-up passion of all of those good, uh, good-hearted developers that loved that franchise so much, poured into the essence of one game before they either splintered off or got bastardized by Activision, really, in my opinion. So, you know, take that as you will. <laughs> Bungie good, now Bungie bad. The end. Bungie my now bad. Bungie my friendship has money. ended with Bungie. <laughs> it started <laughs> with digital extremes. Oh, no. <laughs> Fucking love Warframe. <laughs> oh, dear uh, me. Oh, <laughs> um, I guess that... that brings us nicely towards the end really um what do you guys have any plans on what you're playing over the next week i know i'll set splitting between dragon quest and um sekiro because i'll probably try and complete sekiro like three times over the next like two weeks yeah i think i'll be um flittering between trails of cold steel and final fantasy 9 actually so i'll be picking that up and seeing Oh, what's yeah. all about with that? Because I've not really experienced any of the uh, the major 3D Final Fantasy titles outside of Final Fantasy 13 and and 14. You'll love it, man. So. Nine's nine's my second favorite. Um, oh. With with eight being my favorite. I'm looking uh, forward. To look, it. that's a lie. <laughs> Ten is your favorite. You fucking liar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I put I kind of hold Ten in its own regard, though. Oh no! But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you, I get what you mean then. Yeah. Saying that, I, I say I'm only playing Sekiro and Dragon Quest. I, I'm still playing Moonlighter. Oh, fair. Good. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm digging it. It's just Bad. a roguelike, and I'll pick it up, do the dungeon a couple of times, die, and then I'll just turn my switch back off again. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. But I've noticed that since I started getting quite good at it. My poos have been taking longer and longer. Oh and yeah, longer that, and happens. Longer. <laughs> that happens. That happens. <laughs> well, they're bound to get even longer now, because hearkening back to my comments <sighs> on Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy VII has just released for the Switch. So uh, go pick yeah. that up and relive the memories all over again. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat <laughs> Ruby Weapon while taking a See, dump. <laughs> <laughs> you say you say relive the memories i've never played it so i'm gonna live the memories oh same i'm in the same camp um, i played like half of it and then i stopped but yeah other than that um just getting back into devil may cry 5 going to finish off uh hopefully son of Sparta mode and also april 1st salmon i bet you're very excited for this we have the bloody palace mode oh coming. my god that that's basically all i'm gonna be playing so that there's me maybe there's... but bloody palace mainly there's been some leaks as well with the uh, there's some ending animations for uh, all of the characters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Luke, am I good? Am I good to speak about this, Luke? I just want to check before I, I talk about this. Am I good to talk about yeah, Bloody yeah, Palace? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay, so 
at the end of Dante's Bloody Palace mode, you can play as Dante, Nero, and V. At the end of Dante's, I shit you not, he does the heart thing with Lucifer, and then he slicks his hair back like Virgil. It's oh, yeah, boy. Oh, it is beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. And oh, I'm so hyped. I'll send you a link after this podcast. Oh, fuck yeah. One, one other thing I want to add is like, you know, they, they basically, so PC modders and everything, they, they got their hands on like, you know, the Virgil's moveset and stuff. He basically has the same moveset from 4 plus a couple of other things. He's totally DLC. Like, there's no doubt. Oh, is it not a... Um... Is it not a skin then? Because me and Luke were under the impression that it was a skin mod for uh, Dante. No, no, so no. Is it he, unique combos. Yeah, he has a full move set in there. Oh bloody! Oh yeah, yeah. he's totally in there. Wow. And uh, the other thing is, like, I, you know, you can get a bunch of mods where you can play as, like, let's say V on the Virgil fight. Um, so you get like you get to see like his kill animation for uh, Virgil, and like all the other shit. So like you're gonna be seeing that in Bloody Palace as well, but. If you if you want to see like how the unique animations will play out for you know bosses that maybe Nero can get to or V can get to, then you should just Google that shit because it's amazing. Yeah, that'd be wicked, especially if uh, Nero can fight some of the exclusive bosses to V and Dante. Oh, he totally can. I mean, man, special Devil Breaker animations—they're going to be amazing. Oh yeah, but yeah, I think that just wraps it up. More Devil May Cry for me, more Sekiro for me when I get it. Hey, <laughs> so ah. Amazing. So that, that wraps it up as well. Um, I apologize for all the lag we've yeah. had today. Um, we, are, we are still trying to work out how to get this going. Um, but if you really want to see our thoughts on games, just head on over to respawning.co.uk or go to YouTube slash C slash respawning UK. You can also check our channel there. Um, we also have a Twitch channel. Oh, fuck knows how I link to it. Um, <laughs> but we have a Twitch channel. I think it's just at Respawning or Respawning UK yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Take care. Bye, y'all.